Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Sophie with my weekly podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. And they had a great week, and you heard what we talked about last week, and you thought about it and dealt with it or whatever it is, but it made sense to you and that you were able to learn to be able to be better at parenting, better at ourselves, and a better community overall, getting our children safe and permanent in loving homes, and getting them parented to the best that we can do, because that's the next generation, that's our next world, and we've got to take care of them. Nurturing and loving them will make them kind and understanding human beings, which is definitely what the world needs today. So last week we talked about balancing your career and parenting, but this week we're going to talk about the same thing, but in the opposite direction, balancing your career and parenting, but from the dad's perspective, because last week it was from mom's perspective. And my question to you this week is, do you think men are typically embarrassed to stay home and take care of their kids while their wives work? And men, would you be more comfortable taking care of your children full time? So give me some calls. Give me some thoughts. one 855 now or one 767 4966 Every caller is going to receive a free copy of my book, Side by Side, the Mother-Daughter Conflict Resolution book. We have a couple good guests on today. One is a guest expert who is a stay-at-home dad who has seemed to master this technique. And the other is going to be a surprise. So come on back, one 855 now or one 767 4966 So joining me today is my guest expert. His name is James Rao. James is a stay-at-home dad. I'm very proud of him. He has two boys, age five and four, so he was busy for a couple years. And he's been married for about eight years, so he had about three years of being married to his wife alone, I think, but we'll ask him. And he lives with his family in Portland, Oregon, where he is on the board of his co-op preschool, very good, classroom liaison for his older son's kindergarten class, and a season ticket holder for the Portland Timbers MLS soccer team. So. He's going to talk to us today. I'll tell you where we can find him when we're done. But I have a ton of questions for him, and I want to put him up against our surprise guest expert. James, are you there? I am, yes. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. So last week on our podcast, we talked about balancing your career and parenting from a mom's perspective, and we had a mom blogger. And this week, I figured we have to give the dads a fair shot, and so we're going to do the same thing. And we asked you to be on. I want to know what your thoughts are and, like, what are your feelings? I mean, the questions that I ask my listeners are, do you think men are typically embarrassed to stay home and take care of their children while their wives are working? And what do you think? Yeah, well, I, you know, that's a good question. And I think, are men typically embarrassed? Probably. Why? Am, am I embarrassed to do that? No, not at all. For me, this is my dream job. And through discussion with my wife and I, we decided that I was much more the nurturing one and much more able to be at home uh, with the kids and not feel like I was trapped or that I was doing something that was in any way beneath me. And so, you know, that that's an interesting question because I think a lot of men do feel like that. And I think uh, any stay-at-home parent that doesn't have the choice to be at home feels like that. Okay. And uh, I- when it's your choice... I think it's a different story. Exactly. And so, obviously, with anything, when you're not forced to do it and you want to do it, you embrace it more. But my question to you is, though, how do you and your wife come to that peace and place 
where you're able to say, I'm the more nurturing one than you, the mom, because that's kind of hard for women to accept or swallow and understand. So you have to have a pretty strong, I would imagine, confident woman as a wife or a partner to be able to admit that, see it, understand it, and not be frightened or angry about that, correct? That's true. You do. And I think one of the things that my wife and I went through was deciding that we valued having one of us at home. We both had jobs that uh, we could continue going at, and that, that discussion started with, first, should one of us be at home? And that conversation led us to the next one of which of us should be at home. And I think there is that, that sort of feeling that she is, is not the nurturing one, or that's the wrong way of putting it. I yeah, think. especially she's if she listens she's... to this. Ooh. Yeah, there is that feeling that, you know, what's expected of her just to be at home and to be the the parent that right. uh, is there, and uh, for her, I mean, I think that's that's something that all working women, you know, have to go through. There's that balance between, you know, wanting a career and feeling like, in some way, you're maybe letting your family down, and and right, I think right. that was something that my wife had to work through herself. But I think the decision for me to be at home was one that her and I both came to pretty quickly. Right. And so when you say work through it, you mean talk about it as an, a couple and work through it as an individual so that you don't have any resentment and anything that's hanging on that will then follow you into whatever job you do, whether it's stay at home or go to work. Right. Yeah. That's something that, that we talk about. And that it's an ongoing conversation for us because there's times like today where here in Portland, we have a snow day. It's the first day of spring or second day of spring. And um, the schools are on a two-hour delay, which for my boys, when they finish at noon, that means essentially the school's closed for them. Yeah. And so I have a couple things that I need to do, and, and uh, we've got snow out there, and now both of the boys are at home. And my wife feels, she feels like she's letting us down because she can't help right now, even though we feel great about this decision and we go through it, there's still things that come up where it's sort of having to work it out. Right. So um, it's like anything, daily. but you got to communicate is the bottom line too. Exactly. So what would you say to a guy who is wanting to try this out and stay home and give up his job, but doesn't know how to discuss it or open that dialogue with his wife, who he knows deep down is probably not happy staying at home, but may not be able to admit it. Where do they start? I, I think I, honestly don't know where you would start with that. I mean, I think it's, it starts with, you know, first of all, you have to show that, that you value your partner, that this is something that you would like to do, not because they're bad at it. Exactly. That's a really great um, point to make, that you're not feel, telling them they're inadequate. It's just that's something you want to try because you want to get as good at it maybe as they are or whatever. Right. Well, and for my wife and I, she is a good mom, and she would do great at staying home, but it doesn't match her personality. She right. starts to feel trapped. Right. And so, so that, you know, I think it, it comes first with showing that you know your partner. Right. And that you, you know, that it's not you having some sort of yeah. uh, judgment on them, but it's you knowing them. And and I think when you can express that yeah. in a relationship, that, that they are known and that that it's, you know, bigger than that, I think that conversation comes on a lot easier. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, to bring it up as, you know, I know myself, I've looked at myself, I know what I'm, my strengths are, 
and I think my strength might be somewhat a caretaking or staying home. I'd like to try it and maybe sharpen those skills, not having anything to do with the way you do it. In fact, it's going to be maybe the role model I follow. And that's the beginning of the dialogue that then continues on forever. Right. Good. Right. Okay. And it is a dialogue that continues on because it's never sort of finished. And that's an important part of it to, you know, to keep bringing it up. What do you do if you, you know, if a guy brings that up and his wife throws something at him? Should he duck or throw something back? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one of the things that I had to uh, learn with my wife was, you know, how to fight, how to fight for him. You know, there's sometimes when that conflict is is really good and, and working through that conflict is is yeah. important, not just, uh, you know, backing down, but Absolutely. being able to communicate what you want to say. Right. And, and resolve it. Yeah. Resolve it. Yeah. And do you ever do it in front of the boys? You know, there are times when we do, and, and for me, I think it's, it is practice in getting through conflict. Right. And, and showing the boys that, that we don't agree but we respect each other and that we're going to work through this and that there are ways to disagree without being, you know, mean and rude and vindictive. Right. The things exactly. that we want to be, but can't be mm-hmm. sometimes. So another question before we bring on our, our other guest is what do you say, if at all, when your boys say to you, well, most of my friends, moms stay at home, but you're staying home or does it, yeah, never, it does it come know, up? We've had that conversation where, you know, the boys have said, like, there's most of my life is spent with women uh, on the board of a preschool or helping in a class. I am, it's me and the moms mostly. And so my boys, that's not odd to them that I'm at home. It's the way that it's been for their lives. And so I think they don't contrast that with their, their friends who and they more contrast it with, well, your mom's at home, my dad's at home. It's the same right. thing. Oh, that's good. You know, so your, dad, it, your mom takes you here, my dad takes me here. So it's not a big deal. No, and my boys actually have become really great at sort of defending, you know, I get the comments like, oh, is it mommy's day off today? Right. And my five-year-old will go, no, mommy's working. Ah. Daddy takes care of us. Very <laughs> nice. And mommy you know, takes and care of us in a different way. Right. All right, I want to bring on my guest, um, to talk a little bit from a female perspective, because I think she'll give you a run for your money, but I'm not sure. Joining us today is Adrienne Maloof, who is the star of Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's a very successful businesswoman. She's a very successful mother, wife, friend, and you can see her on Bravo, and she'll be starting up again soon, and she has a lot of stuff to say, I bet, about dads who stay at home or dads who go to work and moms who go to work, and she's somebody who kind of balances it all, and I want to hear how she does it. Adrienne. Hello, doctor. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. You're on the phone with myself and James, who is a stay-at-home dad in Portland. Hello, James. Hello, Adrian. <laughs> and James has a five-year-old and a four-year-old, and he's been home, and you can tell her a little bit about yourself, James. He's been home since his kids were born, and I want to know what you think about men who stay at home versus women who stay at home and how you personally, Adrian, juggle mm-hmm. all of it. You make it look easy, and well, I bet it's, it's not. It's never easy, I, I will say that. And I have to say that a stay-at-home parent, that is the hardest job in the world by far. Why? Because you constantly need the focus and the attention on your children. This isn't a job that you can take a lunch break or you can um, kind of dream for a while. You are taking care of these little people 
that means so much to you. It is the hardest job in the world, the most rewarding, but the hardest job in the world. Do you agree, James? Um, yeah, you know, I think it is a it is a difficult job, but it's like Definitely Adrian said, rewarding. It's really rewarding, and so yes, yes, you balance that reward. But Adrian, how do you reward yourself? How do you regroup yourself? Take a well, deep breath. Well, first of all, I have to say that with my lifestyle, my children always come first. I juggle, but I make sure my priorities are set, and it's my children that come first, work second, and then... Where's and that I'm husband? Where's the husband? Later. Where's the husband in there? And the, well, well, when I say family, family first. Yeah. Yes. And so sometimes, I mean, James, do you see the same issue? Do you have to juggle, too, and prioritize? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to juggle, but I think one of the important things is also being selfish with some time. There has to be some mm-hmm. time that you're selfish with. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. it's going to soccer games, that, that, that when that schedule comes out, mm-hmm. I'm unavailable for these times because I need that right, to, re- right. to recharge. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and for me, it's, it's working out. It's, it's being able to have that peace of mind and keeping healthy. That is my downtime. I agree with you. Absolutely. And Adrian, what are your thoughts and feelings about dads who stay at home? Do you think it matters if it's mom or dad? I do not think it matters. Absolutely not. I think that it just matters that the love and attention and care is there for your child. And, and my question that I ask all my listeners today is, do you think men are typically embarrassed to stay home and take care of their kids while their wives work? What do you think? I think that it's starting to change. I see a lot of stay-at-home dads, and they make a wonderful parent, too. So I, I think times are changing a little bit. Okay, and, and what do you say to a father or a, a wife or, or a stay-at-home dad when wives typically say, and James, I have a lot of people who say this, their wives say to them, well, you're around all those women all day. I feel uncomfortable. What do you think? The reverse could be said, too. You're around all those men all day long. I feel uncomfortable. There you go, right? James. Now you have some yeah. ammunition. Go at it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I, well, that's a discussion that my wife and I have, you know, that in that communication, like, you know, mm-hmm. here's, here's what we're doing. Here's who was there, you know. That communication still mm-hmm. is part of it. In any relationship, as you know, Dr. Suffolk, communication is key. Yes. And, and it's figuring out when that time is to communicate. And that's tough. It's tough for two busy, busy people like my husband and I to find that time to communicate, and it has to be the right time. Now, James, Adrian's husband is a plastic surgeon here in mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, very successful. Do you think he should give it up and stay home? <laughs> I don't think that anybody uh, should give up what they're doing. You know, I, I think it's a personal decision and it's a family decision. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's one good way or one bad way. I think there's a uh, the way that works for your family. Adrian, would you be okay if Paul came home one day and said, you know, I want to stay home? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> if he wanted to stay home, then you'd, um, you'd call me up and say, Charlie, come talk to him. Yes, Something's wrong with him. Exactly. Well, you know, you do need a lot of patience when you are a, a stay-at-home parent. And, and sometimes I feel it can be difficult for men at times as opposed to women. And that's for what that's reason? That's a general statement, but yeah. I sometimes feel that, that men don't have as much patience as women do when it comes to their children. But one of the things that was interesting before you got on, James pointed out that when he had this dialogue with his wife and he says that, you know, he recommends everybody do this, looking at who's going to stay home because somebody is more of a nurturing person than the other correct, oftentimes. Correct. And so he and his wife were able to comfortably get to the place that they decided that the wife is not as nurturing as him, mm-hmm. as James, and they were okay with that. So that's what you're thinking, to have that dialogue. Yes. And it's okay whoever it is. Oh, no, it, it, it's fine. It's just, 
is it typically usually the woman? Right, exactly. But in, in mm-hmm. some instances, it's yes, the man. Yes, yes. And I mean, James, is that, was that an uncomfortable thing to have that dialogue? Yeah, for, for us, it wasn't because, you know, we could see clearly early on that this was what we wanted. Mm-hmm. The tough thing was making that happen. You know, the tough thing is, is me working in the software industry and having a really great job and her being right out of college, not yet having that great job. You know, how do you make that decision to switch when it means a big financial hit? Right. So that was the tougher thing, not making the decision mm-hmm. that we would, that I would be at home and she would be at work, but mm-hmm. actually the practical side of how do we make that happen. Doesn't that make you angry, though? I mean, isn't there going to be some feelings around the fact that we don't have as much money and we're not as financially secure? No. Honestly, I don't have that feeling because, uh, for me, I feel like we have what we need, and I'm really good with it. My wife does have that feeling. That is tough for her. Right. And there's times when she feels a lot of pressure in that she, if she were to lose her job, we would be in a tough place. So how do you guys deal and, with that? And that's a lot of pressure. And that's the mm-hmm. pressure I would feel if I would be the one working. And right. there's times when I tell her, like, yeah, suck it up. That's the way it is in business and, and uh, being in the marketplace. So, But there's also an added layer here because she gave up, you gave up a, a good job, and so that was a purposeful decision to have less financial security, so it only adds even more pressure to her, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, more recently I've started a uh, part-time job working from home 20 hours a week, and that has taken a lot of that pressure off of her. Well, that's good. But now we have this new thing where I'm involved in two kids' separate schools and taking care of them throughout the day and working, and that pressure is sort of switched a bit. Right. So do you think you're building yourself into a corner? You know, I don't. I think that right now we are, we are really needing to reevaluate what it is that, that we value. And, and for me, it's making sure that I'm scheduling my time really well. well that's and, good. Yeah, I guess that's uh, really the key, and communicating with your wife back and forth. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's times when, you know, just today, sent her an email, listen, the boys are home today, we're going to go do this thing, I need to work tonight. Dr. Sophie has yeah. also told my husband and I many times, you have to communicate. It is key in your relationship, and sometimes you forget about that, and it's difficult, but the reality is... There has to be that line of communication, and, and without it, it's very it, it, it's tough on a relationship. Right. Hey, you guys, let's take a voicemail from one of my callers. Hold on. Hey, Dr. Sophie, this is uh, Rich with a question about um, the topic of stay-at-home dads. Um, I work full-time, but my best friend, um, his name is Bill. Bill's a stay-at-home dad, and we're great friends, but Bill is telling me constantly that he has a hard time maintaining friendships with other men who work that he feels those men pass judgment on him, kind of look down on him, and feel they really have nothing in common because Bill stays home and these other guys are out working. So I, I don't know if you have any advice for Bill or perhaps even the other guys who seem to be passing judgment on Bill. I'm sure you see this all the time with um, stay-at-home moms versus women who are in the workforce. So thanks for your comments. Adrian, I want to hear from you first. What do you think, and well, what would you say? I have to say that um, when my children were young, I was a stay-at-home mom. My, my children obviously came first, and when they started school, I went into the workforce, you know, on, on a, a full-time basis. Yeah. So I've done both. As far as other women perceiving me 
as being uh, less intelligent because I'm a stay-at-home mom, I personally didn't get that, that feeling. But I could see where other moms have felt that because they've communicated that with, with me as well. And do you think it's more prevalent for men because of the macho ego thing so, that they're so looking I, weak? I think it could be at times, that judgmental side of it. However, there are friends of mine that are stay-at-home dads and go to, their children go to school with my kids, and they're brilliant, they're intelligent, they're lovely, and I enjoy their company. And you don't see them as weak? No, Good absolutely job. not. All right, James, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that is a difficult thing um, for stay-at-home dads. But I always go back to in those relationships with those friends that I have, what was it that made us friends to begin with, you know? Right. And, and coming back to those things, I think for me, most of my stories involve a four- and a five-year-old. Right. And what mm-hmm. you do today, what happened. And mm-hmm. so as guys get together and tell stories, a lot of mine can be just about the kids. And for me, it's remembering that, we are still friends, and this is our, you know, this is where we are in life, but also what, what was it that made us friends, you know? Right, was and it, it should still be there. Being Laker fans right. together, you know, right. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. No, Sacramento Kings fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Adrian owns them. we got to say that. I know. I no, know baby, that. That's why he said it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to go back to the basic connection of the friendship, and if it was right. really a friendship, it'll be there. If not, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. All right. Adrian, I know you got to run. I want you to tell us a little bit about your beautiful shoes and how we can mm-hmm. find you. So I uh, now am in the shoe business, and um, we are working on uh, my own line, that price point around 125 And I wanted to give something to my fans, something beautiful, luxurious, at an affordable price. So in 2012, you'll be seeing uh, my whole collection. I'm very proud of it. And, you should be. And I will hope my fans are as well. And we'll, we can get it where? You'll be able to see them at uh, all through the south at Belks and Macy's and, and your major department stores and online. Very nice. And your online address is? It's uh, com. And Twitter is? It's just AdrianMaloof. We got you. Thank, Thank you. you. Have Thank a great you, day. Sophie. All right. So, James. Yes, sir. You sound like you're really solid in this whole role that you have. I'm very happy for you. You're a great role model, and that's why we wanted to jump onto you to see how you do it so we can have other dads feel more confident that want to try it or are doing it and feeling a little weak and and all of that stuff. But I want them to be able to, my listeners, to be able to find you. So before I wrap up, I want to go through a few things that I could tell my listeners from our discussion today. One is that you say the first initial dialogue should be about who should stay at home or if somebody should stay at home, correct? Or or you do child care. one of you should stay at home. Right. And then who it should be. Right. And that's against the decision of go to childcare, daycare, whatever, and both parents go home, out of the home to work. Right, yeah. The daycare or nanny. I mean, we, we have friends that have a part-time nanny so that both of them can work, but they're, they're all in the home working. So. Oh, that's interesting. And then making it an informed decision is really the key so that both parties are present at the table, bringing their stuff, knowing what they're good at, what they like, what they don't like, so they can really build their day and their life around what it is that's going to make them happy, because at the end of the day, solid parents make solid kids. Right. And, you know, fulfilled parents make great parents. When, when you have that fulfillment from other things within your life, when your kids are it, sometimes it's a lot more difficult. So you're saying even though you're the stay-at-home parent, you have to balance it with other stuff that are going to support you, like, you know, activities, hobbies, friends, that kind of stuff. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, very much so. There has to be, you know, there has to be this time where I get to recharge and and to have that something that's uniquely me. Right. The downtime that really feeds you to you so that you feel strong again. Right. And then when issues do rise between two parents, you're saying definitely address it and work through it to resolve it, even if you agree to disagree? Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think so. And that and that's an ongoing conversation because right. with being a stay-at-home dad, I feel really confident. I feel it doesn't affect my masculinity. Yeah. There are times when I feel I should be doing something else. And for me, that's a something that I go back to. It's never a closed issue. It's always, you know, sort of working out. Yes, it's a revol- it's an evolving, moving process. Right. And so self-awareness is then a key, you're saying? A big key. And I think sometimes that conversation about your roles in parents, the primary caregiver, that sort of thing, right. is good even if you know the mom is going to stay at home. Having that conversation still has a lot of benefit in there because it shows that you understand each other, you value each other, and, you know, as the working dad, you have an idea of what your wife is going through or what your partner is going through. Absolutely, because that role definition is very awakening to each other's days and what they go through and really what it is like firsthand. Yeah, that uncommunicated expectation is such a tough thing to deal with um, when when frustration arises and you didn't communicate what that expectation was. Exactly. So communication, resolution, self-awareness, all those things are key. So tell us where we can find you. You can find me. I have a, uh, a blog about being a stay-at-home dad, and it's S-A-H-D-P-D-X. So it's the initials for stay-at-home dad, and PDX is Portland. So Very S-A-H-D-P-D-X.com. And on Twitter, at Portland Dad. You know, there's some posts on there. You can leave comments. You can look back about, uh, you know, a post about no changing tables at Home Depot. So I had to change my newborn on a table saw and a display. Great. You know, manly stuff like that. Very neat. All right, so we can find you at www.sahdpdx.com or at Portland Dad on Twitter. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your expertise. Thank you so much for giving me what you gave us. And my listeners can find you. They can reach out. Is it okay if they ask you questions, do anything they need to do to be able to be more confident as a stay-at-home dad? Definitely. I would love to get you. can send those questions on Twitter, and I'll, I will answer them. And, and I look forward to having uh, some conversations. Thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the snow. Thank you so much, Dr. Sylvie. We'll talk to you later. All right. So they were my expert and my guest today. Very interesting. Adrian Maloof from Housewives of Beverly Hills talking about how she balances all of her career and her parenting and her wifing. And we had James Rowell, who's a stay-at-home dad with a really great website and um, lots of stuff going on with a four- and a five-year-old up in Portland. And it's snowed today, so everybody's home. And I think we got a lot of great perspectives, a lot of good things to think about. We have some good issues to look at if you're going to start this dialogue. So take a listen. They, James was very clear in telling you kind of the steps to go through to be able to start the dialogue with your partner. I just want to remind you all that podcasts are available on my website. Please get on the website, www.drsophie.com. Call my hotline at 1-855-SOPHIE-NOW or 1-855-767-4966. 
Again, the title of my book is Side by Side, the Revolutionary Mother-Daughter Conflict Resolution Book. Please follow me on Twitter and at Facebook and visit iTunes to download the full version of Andy Grammer's Keep Your Head Up. And don't forget to sweep. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey, you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down.